0: Welcome to this week's episode of black girl brunt my name is iman and, and i'm i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> and i'm sabria i'm so tired sabria what was you gonna say i don't know i'm so tired <laughs> i'm like
1: what is she gonna say i, I have you, no clue i thought she was gonna say my name too
0: oh i don't know what i was gonna say that'd have been creepy well that's some uh Preview. That's a preview into what the rest of the show is gonna be like. I'm so sleepy. I feel like a baby. Like when it's like when their mom is just like, don't mind her. It's just it's time to put her down. Like you know, <laughs> that's how I feel right now. I'm sorry for cutting you off.
1: It's okay. It's
0: alright. Well, yeah. This is Black Girl Brunch. Um, welcome in <laughs> to the this week. I think that's what I was gonna say. My name is Imana. Welcome into this. I was just gonna skip, keep going, like <laughs> no. run through it. That's not <laughs> How was your week?
1: My week is going good. I don't remember. See, so it's so weird because we record. I said it's so weird, but it's weird because we could record on Tuesday. So, like, sometimes, I don't know why I forget what I did over the weekend, but I actually had a fantabulous weekend because I got to work out, and then I hung out with you, and I hung out with friends at the show. Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. And <laughs> then I hung out with Ryan on Sunday also and we did vegans going wild. I feel like we explained what vegans going wild is before, but it's like when um a group of vegans or a duo of vegans go out and just get a bunch of food. And oh, crazy, I finally finally got no I'm saying oh my god, I'm such a liar. I said I finally got pumpkin spice. I'm literally drinking a pumpkin spice latte. But it doesn't have caffeine in it. It has mild caffeine in it. So it's okay. But oh. um I had a pumpkin spice latte um and on Sunday and it was mind blowing. Cause like mm. usually my one of my toxic traits is I'll get a drink that's like if it's not water, I have a hard time drinking it all. Like when I used to like if you ask any of my coworkers, I used to literally buy coffee and just waste it. Like I would I would I would work from like opening shift to closing and I would still have coffee. Um, I would still have coffee like under the, like where the trash cans were. That sounds very nasty, but
0: <laughs> that's where it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible. saying It was well, near the trash can.
1: <laughs> if you work your retail, you know what I'm talking about. You know? I know
0: exactly what you're talking about. Like under, like right under the cash register, but above the trash cans.
1: Yes. I get they- it. Thank you. You know, you feel me. You see me. But yeah, so I finished my pumpkin spice latte. um, And then yesterday I worked out and today I did. So my week is going well so far.
0: I love that. Um, My week has just been exhausting. Let's just say I did my hair on Sunday um, and I twisted it. And for people who do their own hair, if you braid or you twist or you sew in your own hair, you understand it's not for the week. It took me so long, but I was dedicated. I was like, today's going to be one of those days where I get my hair done in one sitting. I'm not doing the fishbowl where I leave the middle out because this is so annoying that I know I'm not going to come back to it. So I just did my whole hair and I went to bed at like 3 a.m. on like, I guess, Monday morning and then I was tired yesterday. I tried to get good sleep and I really didn't. So I'm tired today. And then I got to get up early tomorrow. So it's like one of those weeks where I'm like, my life runs around sleep. I'm one of those people that like, if I don't get good sleep, I just can't do it. That's why when some people be like consistently getting four hours of sleep every night and just running, I just, I can't do it. Like I need to rest. So I'm, I'm struggling, but I'll push through because the good thing about, you know, most people is all you need is one good night's sleep and then you're back, you know? So true. if I get good night's sleep maybe tomorrow, then I'm gonna be good to go. Like I'll be back.
1: That's very true, Iman. You really be sleepy, McMeepy. Like me, like I'll be tired, but if I know I have somewhere to go, I'll just get up and I'm like the hardest part is getting up and I'll just get
0: up. No. You know that ain't the case for me. <laughs> uh- I'm like, nope. The hardest part will be throughout the day, everything. It's every part of the day is hard when I don't get sleep. I can't do it. I don't know. The thing is, though, I do get frustrated. I need to be around other sleepy people because I feel like you get it just because you know me at this point. But when I'm around people who really don't know how to sit down and go to bed, I get so irritated because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, how are you still going at this point? Like, I'm someone who if we get home at 12, that's really late for me. That's yep. really late for me. I can't do nothing, anything later than that. I'm like, we getting crazy. Yeah, Iman, that's um,
1: that's weak sauce. But I respect it. I just feel like, what time, what do y'all be
0: doing? What do y'all be, like, what do y'all, more importantly, what do you take? Not, so, I just be excited. That's all. You got a very unusual sleeping pattern. I do. I so do. I feel like I'm on one end of the scale and you on the other end. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but other than that, my week is going good. It's like nothing's wrong, so that's fine by me. Um, let's get into our phase four this week. So our phase four is a uh, um our phase four appliance kitchen appliances or gadgets. I just realized I didn't specify kitchen appliances. I just said appliances, so it could be anything. Oh yeah, I, that's what I took it as. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. When I originally said it, I didn't intend that, but that makes more sense.
1: Go go. So your list is going to be different from mine.
0: Yeah. For, well, it might be. We'll see.
1: Wait. So what was you
0: interpreting it? Ter- interpreting kitchen it? appliances only. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I chose. But it's all different types of appliances for your house, like you know, for other rooms other than the kitchen. Oh, I just put kitchen. I I just pick kitchen stuff. Oh, then yeah, that's like the, we are doing the same thing. Oh, okay. Go okay perfect perfect love our communication yeah,
1: you know what i said because we talked about it we verbally talked about it there we go that's why i was like i didn't even like when i read that i automatically said kitchen appliances also like i associate appliances with the kitchen right um so for me um none of these should be should come to any surprise so The first one is a blender. I literally physically feel like I cannot live without a blender. Very dramatic. Yes. But I feel like that. I honestly feel like I can't do anything without a blender. Like, because first of all, a blender, when I found out you can make soup in a blender.
0: Definitely changed the game.
1: Game changer. I said ginger. I said ginger. (laughs) But game, (laughs) game changer. So, um, and then like I made one time I made a vegan cheese in it, and like, um, I made it with cashews, and I you have to when you make um like, um like vegan cheeses out of cashews, you have to soak the cashews. But the thing is, my blender is so high powered that even if I didn't soak the cashews, it would still make them like soft. Um, like they would still be like, you know, so I'm obsessed with it. Like, I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. Um, the second one, no surprise, air fryer. Um, cannot imagine my life without an air fryer.
0: <laughs> yes, don't, you love the air fryer. I was waiting for that.
1: Don't remember anything before having an air fryer. I honestly don't. Um, I'm just like, I'm like... Y'all ever see that video of that girl and she's like screaming into the um she's like screaming into her baby's face and she's like I am in love with you like that's how I feel
0: about um (laughs) that video is so funny people are like well you why is she yelling in that baby
1: that's well that's how I feel about the air fryer. Um, (laughs) because it's so damn quick like imagine you are you just came in from like a long day and you want you got like let's say um a veggie burger in the um freezer it's it's frozen it's in a freezer and you're like damn it's frozen pop it in the air fryer bam it's done maybe in two minutes, like, it's the wildest thing, like, it's just, I love it, and, like, I ma- I was making fries in the air fryer, like, today, though, today, I use the oven, I made, I um baked, uh, roasted cauliflower, and I used the oven, just because, like, I I just like it better in the oven, um, I was like, wow, this takes so long, it's so hot, my, I'm always, this is such a weird fear, but sometimes I have a fear of opening the oven and my eyebrows burn off. Yeah, girl, me too.
0: I have like, this, Or I drop something in the pan and a flame come up and my eyebrows are toast. Yeah, exactly. Literally.
1: So I like, <laughs> I like get so scared about that. And like, as soon as I opened the oven today, my eyebrows was so hot. Like none else on my face, just my eyebrows. And I was like, and I don't even have makeup on. I'm like, you know what? That's why i use the air fryer but (laughs) but i'm never going to front on the oven um the third one excuse me i got this over because you know everybody was going crazy with appliances and stuff over quarantine and i got a hand mixer because i wanted to bake and my ultimate goal is to get a kitchen aid like like the big one but i just don't have the space so i got a hand mixer um, since I can't, ha- since I don't have the space for like, a, um, like a kitchen egg, like the big one, and I actually like the hand mixer a lot.
0: Yes, hand but, mixers. I feel like you can maneuver better. <laughs> but you, you can, can maneuver.
1: maneuver. You really can, and I really like it. And I love the fact that my hand mixer comes with like different, um, like um, I don't know, it's like different, um. What? How would I? How would I explain attachments? It? Attachments. Yes. Sorry, I don't know why I forgot that name, but it comes with different attachments, and I get so excited about the attachments because there's like one for like if you want to knead dough, like if you're making bread, there's one wow. for like. Cook. Like, is it like a hook? Um. Yes. Uh. So there's like a bunch of I have like a bunch of attachments. Um. It really be beating that stuff up. Like that's all. I'm like yo. I was doing it <laughs> with my hand before. That's why. I know. It really changes everything. It changes everything. And when I get a kid, I'm going to be so more appreciative. But the thing is, some people have hand mixers and they also have like a kitchen in because like the hand mixer is like easy to clean. It's like real quick. You don't have to like get this big bowl, like everything like that. Some people have both. But I, I feel like um, once I have like my own place and stuff, I feel like I'm going to be somebody that has both.
0: Yeah, I definitely um, uh feel like I want both too. Like I feel yeah. like I just feel like... Um, As a person who bakes, the the hand joint is better for frosting because of Mm. the control. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like the big one is better for like dough and things like that, where you just really, really need to just be like, I want I want it's so hefty that I want it to be a hands off experience.
1: Exactly. I I definitely agree because I have definitely made icing and stuff with it. And I was like, I can't believe I'm making my own icing. Like I was like, Um, also the last one is going to be the food processor. I am obsessed with food processors. Um, fun fact, I, ever since we got a food processor, I do not buy store-bought hummus. I only Mm -hmm. exclusively make my own hummus because it is perfect in the food processor. Like, it is perfect perfect like that's what I use the food processor most for or because we have two food processors we have one that's like a bigger one and then we have like a real small one y'all got money so (laughs) the key (laughs) the key is when if you feel like I use the small one when I'm feeling lazy like say um uh, a recipe calls for like minced garlic and like mincing your own garlic by hand is just so much. So I'll put it in a food processor That's like or right. like mince onions and stuff like that. Like I'll put it in a food processor and then dump it out and like, you know, put it in a pan and stuff. It makes stuff so much easier like I freaking love the food processor also I made um vegan crab cakes in the food processor and it's like the perfect consistency because you know how like excuse my language you know how like crab cakes are like they they're like meaty parts and like it was perfect for that like it had the perfect consistency consistency so and The food processor is perfect because like y'all know, like a blender, like a blender will like make something obsolete. Like, you know, there's no, it's smooth. Like we have a high power one, but a food processor will, you can still have some like texture. Right. Right. So I love food processors. I definitely suggest, um, also it might be a little bit much, but I feel like definitely getting a small one and a big
0: one makes sense, you know? No, I definitely loved it. That's why, like, yo, kitchen space is everything. Like, it's... I'd rather have a kitchen, like, I know people nowadays, everybody want, like, the stainless steel. Everybody wants, like, you know, all that stuff. And that's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I would take a kitchen that's less updated with more space than an updated kitchen. Because that should be not, it's it's not practical. It's for the people who every dinner is, like, Blue Apron, if you ask Mm -hmm. me. Not for the people who actually like to cook and who need to store things away. Because that's also really important. Yeah. So my first one is going to be the Vitamix, which is a blender, but it's like, I feel like it's a blender with benefits. Like it's so much more. (laughs) Like the thing is, if you are somebody who don't like the texture, like say you have a smoothie and you're like, I don't want to taste the skin. I don't want to taste the seeds, baby. You only got to worry about it. If you put it in the Vitamix, it's going to be completely smooth. Yep. You can crush ice up in there and like make snow cones. You mm-hmm. can, if you leave it on, you can make soup. The only thing is it does completely pulverize the soup. So it has to be something you want it smooth anyway, like butternut squash soup. Yep. I don't eat this, but some people eat split pea soup. I I just don't, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like peas, but you can do that if you liked it. Um, another thing, if you wanted to like, make your own breadcrumbs, you can like pulse it, like, you know, press the pulse button a few times and it'll like chop the bread up. It can, you can pulse it and make like dips and minced garlic, like, and it's so easy to clean. I ran my Vitamix to death. Like it started smoking actually. (laughs) So, um, I had it for a while. So let's just put that out there. I had it for a while and I was using it like every damn day. So I have to get another one now and I'm going to, I'm happy it's time to get a new one because they've updated. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of like the older version. So I'm like, yeah, something- I feel like that's the only reason why yours, did, it,
1: like, um, she get, got out some steam is because it was an older model. Cause she was And newer. I was
0: putting that joint through hell. I you was, was putting, putting ice in it? I was putting ice in it because I love to eat like ice and it makes it like snow. I was doing everything to it. I, I felt like I had a quality assurance, like I should have been a quality assurance test. And I can speak to the fact that it worked really well. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So there are um, also I got it on from a sample cell at a job that I had and it was missing some pieces. Like it wasn't brand new. So who knows who knows what it went through before it got to me. But Mm I don't care. A four hundred dollar like machine for seventy five dollars signed me up like I'm taking it and I don't care. How much was it? $75. $75. Oh, I thought it was 100 Damn. No, but it was $75. And people, mm-hmm. even at the job, was like, that's the, I'd I never seen it. But the thing is, I got wind that I was working an overnight shift. I got off at nine in the morning. The cell opened at 10 a.m. I stood outside in the cold. <laughs> that was the first person in line. And I never forget, like it was this older man that worked with me. He w- whispered in my ear. It was like, hi, please, if you get in, could you just please hold one for me? I got in there and I picked two up. One for me, one for him. And he was forever in my debt from that day forward. <laughs> I was not playing like we we gonna walk out of here with some Vitamixes so the Vitamix is honestly gift gift from heaven another gift from heaven the dish fucking washer child I hate the dishes like growing up is so sad my mom just wouldn't even ask me to do the dishes because I was yeah like, Iman you I
1: remember when I told you I always do the dishes you was like Oh, are you a
0: slave? <laughs> <laughs> I hate them. Like, that was not my chore. I helped my brothers with their homework. Like, I, w- I was like, I'll be mom number two, but I'm not taking out the trash and I'm not doing the dishes. But I would take out the trash over doing the dishes, you know? So that's that's just how I feel about it. I think it's something so nasty about filling wet food under the water. Like, it just makes me feel sick. Um. So I got my first dishwasher. Um when I moved out and it was nice, but I didn't really know how to use it. So I wasn't really using it. My last apartment, I use a dishwasher all the time, but it wasn't the best dishwasher. I will always end up having to wash things over. But I remember. this new, my new dishwasher so this is so crazy, but the other day I put, um, a mug in there and I could see it was like a lipstick, like, you know, smudge on there. You know, when you drink something, you got a lipstick <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, let's see if it gets this off. It was gone. And it was like, uh, it was like a, a dark colored lipstick. It was like dry. That's not hard to get off unless you wipe it, but it got it off. And I was like, Oh shit, this joint is another level. Like I love it. Um, Next is the French coffee press. I had a cure. I had a. I'm obsessed. I had a Keurig and the Keurig coffee was good. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't like how I couldn't control the caffeine. And I know that don't make me sound like uh, healthy in the brain, but I just like, (laughs) I need this coffee to be stronger. But with the French coffee press, um, you don't use the K cups. So that's really good um, because it's not something like you're just wasting. You can just buy one really big thing of coffee and use it. there. It's just so simple to use. It's very satisfying to press it. I think that might be my favorite part. Actually physically pressing it and watching like the coffee get dark. It's just so good. Easy to clean. Love it. And it wasn't even that expensive. I think it was like 40 bucks. And it's um, so pretty. Like it's like so clean looking. Yeah, and you can bring it to work if you want to. It doesn't need to be plugged in or anything. Like you could just save so much money on buying coffee if you got a the French coffee press cuz one bag of coffee is what it can be expensive, but at the very most, what, $20 if you go real mm. crazy, mm. Uh, $5 if you go real like affordable, and then you can have that for how long? Like a month is what? how long sometimes coffee lasts me, like one month for one bag. Um, and finally, the potato peeler. I love them things. Like Anything to take the skin off of stuff is very satisfying. Oh, yeah, um, potato my mom beans. My mom has a potato peeler, and it's just my mom and my grandma. I feel so good to just... Just just get it off, because I used to peel potatoes like with my bare hands, and that's a good skill to have, but it just makes it easier when you don't have to. The fact that you'd rather peel potatoes than wash dishes. I would re- I love peeling and cutting vegetables. It's crazy. That's when so you were saying funny. how you don't be feeling like mince and garlic, I'm like, I love that. I, I'm like, hurry up, let's put it in the pan. I love uh, chopping things. It's so weird. Especially something circular like a cucumber or a zucchini. Like I love to chop that. The up.
1: cucumber, I could do that. But also, it's probably because I usually wear my nails long, and I'm just like,
0: oh yeah, let's cut this in half. The time I'm so happy when you come over and you like do dishes. I'm like, wow, thank you. That's <laughs> such a hassle for me. Yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of soothing actually. And I don't like the water. Be- like sometimes water get on the front of you, and you're dry. I just hate it. I do. Oh yeah. I do. I really do hate it.
1: You can cut your brain
0: off when you wash dishes, so... Huh? You can cut your brain off when you wash dishes. Oh, I thought you said, I heard somebody got their brain cut off when washing dishes. I'm going to say, I knew it. I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> <He> was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for Fave Four. Let's move into Toast for Assist, right? So, this week, we're going to do uh, Toast for Assist to JoJo Siwa. So, JoJo, Jojo Siwa was the first contestant... Um, uh, on Dancing with the Stars to dance with somebody of the same sex. So she's dancing with another woman, and they're both pretty as shit. They sparkly. They're having fun. And me and Sabrina was like, oh, wow. Like, that's something we didn't even notice. Yeah. has I never happened before.
1: Exactly. Because I thought that they would just let people do it. Like, I didn't know. I've never even factored in that it wasn't a thing like people didn't do. So I'm... Shout out to Jojo for breaking the mold. And also like, I probably said this before, but I will like, I'm just so proud of Jojo. And like, I love, I hope her success is making Abby Lee physically sick because I will never forget that she was week after week, excuse me, Abby Lee always put her at the bottom of the pyramid and like made it seem like she sucked. You're like, you're not going to be anything. You're just like, you're just not good enough or whatever. And look at her now.
0: Yeah, and where is she? Probably somewhere with some compression socks on, miserable. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Actually do need some compression socks. Um, But uh, yeah, shout out to JoJo. And like shout out to anybody who is disrupting what we see as normal. Because it'd be times where you just like... You buy into the, your own oppression sometimes <laughs> like because you you be so used to normal being like not you, but mm-hmm. to the people who come in and they say, nope, actually, this isn't normal and I'm not going to conform. Like, let's just make this simple change. you will be mm-hmm. surprised how many people would be like, yeah, sure. Like, I just didn't notice. So I just, yeah, shout to her for being so brave at such a young age and just, you know, doing it, doing what makes her happy. Uh, next, we want to give a pray for assist to Wendy Williams. We heard that she was checked in uh, to a hospital. She was hospitalized for uh, some some mental issues. And I, I, we understand. We know what it's like. And she's been having a really, really hard time. And I've been worried about Wendy Williams ever since I saw how much she could hide in, that, in her um, mm-hmm. Lifetime movie. I've been really, really just like concerned, so I'm happy that she's getting the support that she needs. Her brother said that she's healing and she's doing better.
1: Yes, keep her in your thoughts, prayers.
0: Yes. So also, we would like to um, read a toast for a sis that was sent to us. Um, we're gonna call you Cat because you actually didn't give us permission to. Uh, Say your own name. Oh, okay, cool. So this is shout out to Scorpio Antics on IG. Like now that I know who this is, I know that you would not mind <laughs> shout, giving oh! you a shout out. Shout out to at Scorpio Antics. Um, it took uh, so you long as, enough to email us. Yes. Yeah. So at Scorpio Antics <laughs> would like to give um a toast for assist to a person in their life. The person I'm proposing is fashion illustrator, watercolor painter, designer, and content creator, Chris Keys from Memphis, Tennessee. Chris's work is extraordinary, but she is absolutely one of the sweetest, most humble people I've ever met. I met Chris in 2019 when we were working together through my employer at the time to develop an exhibition and programming around her first travel wear collection called Hematology. Chris was born with a rare blood disorder, but she has not let that stop her as an artist and a business owner. In fact, she used the disorder to inspire the hematology collection by using blood smears from the the tons of tests and research done on her condition at St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Chris created scarves and jumpsuit using the colors and patterns she found in the smears. And she sent us the link to the hematology collection. Since then, Chris has embarked on another deeply personal artistic journey. Genealogy is an audiovisual exploration of her family's lineage and history. That virtual exhibit is up on her site through November, and the site is bychriskeys.com. Chris with the K, K R I S K E Y S dot com. Bychriskeys.com. The reason I'm nominating Chris for a feature is multifaceted. One, I admire her on a personal and professional level as a Black creative and business owner. She's successful, she's a role traveler, and she treats people with kindness. Two, Chris trusted me, another black woman, with the responsibility of promoting genealogy. This is important because I just started out as a freelance creative strategist. A few times you guys have touched on the importance of being in a position to give other black professionals a creative chance because it can change someone's life. And that is exactly what she has done. Three, her style, content, and storytelling skills are just fabulous. She's in her 30s and thriving, and I think that's really important to see as a person in their mid-20s trying to get a foothold in the world. Sorry for the long message, but I hope you both can understand why I think Chris deserves to be highlighted. Thank you for your consideration. Chris Keys. Her Instagram is by bychriskeys, and her TikTok is by KKeys. And again, it's B-Y-K-R-I-S-K-E-Y-S. Um, That was so sweet. Like, honestly, I just love... That was, I followed her. I followed was, Chris.
1: <laughs> and also, I clicked the video link, and she was on CNN um, talking about her collection.
0: Yeah, so I'm like, honestly, everything that you just sent us about her being, like, kind and humble... Sometimes you can just look in a person's eyes and like feel it. And I was like, follow, instant follow. Like I need this energy in my life. Anytime I feel like there is just this black woman who's right. Re- I'm like, now I'm not asking if I can leech off your energy. I'm asking if I can support you so you can continue to have this energy. Mm-hmm. So I just really, really, um, I'm so happy that you introduced us to this, to this powerful, amazing black woman. Guys, please continue to send us people so that we can toast and shout out and just discover and just lift up because that's what this is for
1: exactly and thank you like and it's so good to uplift people that like are um I want to say that like people that we can touch like you know people that like are just regular everyday people just doing anything like us
0: and so many it's so many and I feel like we are those people too you know so it's just like we all depend on uh other people to just like give us a boost, give us a shout, because it could be somebody who's like, yo, I did not know I need to need it to follow Chris Keys until I discovered her. And mm-hmm. now this one small thing, I follow this person and she brings so much positivity to my life. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yeah, so many people like that. That's just we don't know. So anytime you know somebody really cool and you can share, send it to us. Like, we love it. We mm-hmm. love it because we also found uh what was it local black child yes mm-hmm. yeah we also discover um yeah a local black child a philly black girl out here doing her thing through toast for assist uh submission so we really do follow these people that you guys send us because it's like what like uh, lover so yes guys that's toast for assist this week um tea time What's up next? So the Emmys were on. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never really watched the Emmys <laughs> um, because, I don't know, I don't that, know that was just one of the Emmys and the Tonys were the worst shows where I'm like, I'm definitely here to see the red carpet. Like, I love it when black people win, but like, it's not a show that um, I watch, but it's it's always cool because I feel more connected to the Emmys because I watch <laughs> more TV Then I watch a lot of the movies that are nominated for like Grammy. So I feel like the wins at the Emmys are usually they make me feel like I'm more excited because I understand like what's happening and I see more people that I know. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe I should start watching the Emmys. But out of all the awards that have happened so far, it seems like the one that was the least hot mess. Um, I just heard the jokes were corny. Uh, Well, that's (laughs) just suspected, though. Well, I thought, like, Seth Rogen was kind of funny. Like, I saw a clip. Cause... Oh, he was presenting. So Seth Rogen was the host, from what I see. I That's don't know. thought Cedric, the entertainer, was. Maybe he was. I don't know. Well, it was a clip <laughs> going around to Seth Rogen. I same really thing. don't know who the host was. <laughs> you said the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> Just different bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. I really like like Seth Rogen, but I, do, has, I like Seth Rogen too. Me I too. do. I think. I mean, you really got to be weird to not like Seth Rogen. I feel like he doesn't do anything. As in, <laughs> as a matter of fact, all he does is try his best to make like people in power uncomfortable and. You know, he's one of the the few white people that, like, I feel like makes himself uncomfortable when standing up for what he believes to be right. And mm-hmm. he makes his the fan base uncomfortable, and I appreciate that. But he got up there and said that, <laughs> he said they said that the the show was going to be outdoors. And he's like, <laughs> it's not. Like, they lied to us. He was just saying, like, the whole show was a COVID violation. But I'm like, isn't that every show? They were saying everybody's in there vax- vaccinated. I'm like, oh. So hmm. so the Delta variant cares about that? <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think she here, but I
0: guess it's at the point now where I'm just like it, it is a like do it at your own risk situation. Mm. Yep. Exactly. It is. It's a do it at your own risk. Fuck around and find out. But yeah, out. um so maybe Cedric the entertainer was the um host. They really was <laughs> like they said they wanted a black person. <laughs> I'm like, "What? That was so random to me." But like That was so I random. Whatever, I, I fucks with Cedric. I don't <laughs> have no problem. I just think Cedric I'm glad he's working. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? I think, I just, I like, come on, you being shady. You are. Um, I think Cedric the entertainer is funny because one time my mom was so hyped we going on vacation, and she got this straw hat, like a straw fedora, and it was so corny, but she kept being so excited about it. And my youngest, and she she was like, look at my head. And I was like, oh, okay, it's nice, you know, just trying to, you know, pipe her up. My youngest brother was like, you look like Sandra the Entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> let her live one time she had a dress with feathers as the sleeves and I'm like oh you look nice and he's like you look like Ric Flair (laughs) so I can't even see Cedric the Entertainer without thinking about that (laughs) straw fedora my mom decided to wear oh my gosh um but there were some cool moments to the night like Michaela Cole um she had a historic win she won um I'm trying to think of the exact award that she won. It was for writing. Yes. uh, She gave one of the night's shortest speech, and perhaps it's revealing. I'm reading an article by The Atlantic. Yes. So she uh, won an Emmy for her limited series writing um, for uh, I May Destroy You, where she was the creator, star, writer, and co-director. Because that's how big women be doing it. That's how they be doing it. And so I don't know if you saw the exact moment, like they announced that she won the award and she just kind of sat there frozen for a moment.
1: Not as he and like someone had
0: to like whisper something in her ear. like her shoulders were like hunched over. She just was like looking really, really hard. And I just felt like for a long time, nobody was giving her her flowers. So, um, I just, uh, that moment, it was something very, like, I don't necessarily care about awards, but I do love when I can sense that someone feels validated in mm-hmm. this uh, I made it moment. I felt like that's what came like, from that. It's a stamp. Like a- yeah, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I did that, you know? And I also love it when the Weird Black Girl wins. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's just, That's a victory for us all.
1: Same, because also, especially in writing, I'm just like, that is just like... You, de- you did it, girl. You definitely paved the way. It's a shame that it's so, it's um, happening. Excuse me. In 2021, like the first black
0: woman. But it's, I'm like, her win is a win for us all. And when one, bl- the thing about black people is once one of us get through the door, we start being like, oh, bet. But like mm-hmm. it, it really awakened something in so many of us. And I I felt like that, like, yo, this is going her speech alone is going to like awaken something in so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, her speech was write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. I dare you. Visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success. Do not be afraid to disappear from it from us for a while and see what comes to you in silence. And I love when people use their time to make a speech to be like, all right, cool. But I'm talking to who I'm talking to old me and to the, the storytellers out there, like Dan, the rest of y'all, like there'd be people <laughs> on there like, I want to thank my grandmom and I want to thank this and other like, like people who get up there and be like, no, I'll kill the noise. I want to talk to people about how I got here. <laughs> Great respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love when people do the award show speech where they be like, so global warming is happening. Like after you win like seventeen awards, you need to be using your time to just talk about something else. Like
1: exactly because like, we thinking you know, like
0: twelve thousand people. Like just be like, all right. So the and Mama bit. and them
1: already know. And I feel like y'all was on the set, so y'all y'all already think everybody like, come
0: on. I think Leonardo DiCaprio did that when he got his first Oscar after, like, getting, being, like, snubbed so many times. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And he was just like, yeah, so, go, you know, global warming is happening. And then I interrupt change. him and be like, why aren't you vegan? I know, because I actually remember him wearing Uggs. Um, yeah, but shout out to her <laughs> and all the <laughs> black women who we are doing fantastic things. Like, out. I just love this. Well, she Speaking good. of giving flowers, Debbie Allen also was um, honored. She accepted the go- the governor's award at the Emmys. Um, and I just, I, I really, really love Debbie Allen. And I'm just like, no, I love it when someone like this who has been working for all their damn life, and if you're not careful, you can just take it for granted. But she definitely kind of deserved that moment. I love yeah, her she character.
1: Do, finally. Yeah. Finally. I feel like she's been, wor- she been working all our lives.
0: Uh, Before that, because I'm it's reading her, that her, she made her debut in Broadway in 1970. Damn. Yeah. And then her first major Broadway role was in 1980. <laughs> and I just also like, in hindsight, that don't be sounding like that far apart. But that means all in 1970, she had to work for 10 years before she got her first major Broadway role. That's crazy. That's That's crazy.
1: And then working all the way to like the 90s and stuff to really like, you know,
0: like make a name for herself. Yeah. Like, so fame is the fame movie is where she like, you know, really did the thing. But like you said, what was that show she did with LL Cool J? In House? Yeah. I just discovered that show recently. And I was like, has any of y'all heard of this show? I I loved In House. It was. That's a good show. Another, that's that's wild kind of that you didn't see enough. that, Iman. I don't know why I didn't see that. Just didn't come on my TV as a kid. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why. Like, but her, um, her role in Grey's Anatomy. I love that she's brilliant, loaded, and beautiful. Like, come on, she's still on there. More. Um, yes. Damn. I know. She's been on there for a while. So I'm just reading because, you know, she's a choreographer. It says- Yes, I I always- Because didn't she go to Juilliard? I believe she did. I believe she did. It says, off screen, Allen has choreographed for legendary performers like Mariah Carey, Sammy Davis Jr., Lena Horne, Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, James Earl Jones, Dolly Parton, and sister Felicia Rashad. She choreographed the Academy Awards 10 times- hold four honorary doctorate degrees, became a Kennedy Center honoree in 2020, and has appointed by former President George W. Bush to represent the United States as a cultural ambassador of dance. What the fuck? Oh, so the resume is definitely (laughs) resumeing. Okay. I love that. Oh, yeah. And then she has the W. Allen Dance Academy. I think Blue Ivy goes there. Legend. legends Legend making legends, you know? Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, also, you are correct. I do see here that Cedric the Entertainer was the host for the night. I don't know why this keeps coming back. Not me being correct. <laughs> about Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, like... Since when that was go- not on my bingo card. <laughs> now I know who to go to for all my questions. <laughs> Cedric the Entertainer. Good to know. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> anyway... <laughs> oh, so it's, funny it's like years active for Debbie Allen 1968 to present like damn god damn lord of mercy that's why I'm not I'm not complaining about the little bit of time we put in for black girl brunch like it's just like oh five, what four years down forever to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's wait she only 5'2 that's wild Okay, see, Sabrina, you got representation? <laughs> Don't ever say there's no representation. She just seems so, like, big to me. Like She seems so- 5'8", for sure. Yeah. She wild. got 5'8", energy. She did. She is beautiful. 71. She looks gorgeous. Um, It was this one scene in the show. What's the show called again? With in all- the house? Yeah where she fucked it up real quick. And I'm like, I love this. Like in a sitcom where like, say somebody is like a singer. And so they sing something real quick. Like it would, for example, like Moisha, like she would just like sing for a performance. And it's like, we know it's Brandy. So that's why this is such a good thing. But I like when Debbie Allen was dancing, like the whole crowd was going crazy because it's like, we know she's like this famous dancer. Like, love it. Love to see it.
1: I, um, every time you stay in the house, the theme song in my head, like, uh, 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 in the house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you and know what's funny. Me. What? Think about that though. You move in and a grown man don't tell <laughs> you he's still living there and you got two kids and you a woman that's recently divorced. I'd have been like, you cannot live here and I don't care how fine you are. Like, you gotta go. Like, I'm not going to have you around my children. Yeah, like, he wasn't even related to them, was yeah, a lot So, I, I watched the first episode, and I'm like, oh, this, shit, this don't make no sense to me. So, there was a, she was recently divorced, and there was an ad that was, like, a home. So, she moved into the home, like, oh, okay, cool. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, I stay, like, like, right outside of here. And she was like, huh? And pretty much, we're going to be sharing the kitchen and stuff. And somehow, you know, the hijinks of sitcoms was like, well, all right. The only thing is you got to help with the kids. I'd have been like, no, you are not being around my kids. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck are you? But he was like uh, a pretty much a retired football player or something, and he he couldn't make it in the league no more. I don't know if he got injured or he ran out of his money. He needed help. He needed help with the rent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh gosh! Now
0: that I'm older, I'm like, and it is. worked out in the show. It was it was all like fun and laughs because like she got something. It's just I, the premise wouldn't have made it in 2021. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have made it. <laughs> like it just wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, that that was the Emmys. Uh, and also shout out to Issa Rae and her grills. I love that outfit. She looked beautiful. It great let's talk about something that people are going to have mixed feelings about um taco bell monthly taco that's subscription
1: that's right. ever since you told me about that i've been farting ever since
0: that was unnecessary to share <laughs> oh i'm sorry y'all. i doubt that that's the reason really? you always you yeah. just gonna do that regardless
1: <laughs> in the house <laughs> i'm sorry
0: y'all. um, um I don't know why I'm laughing so hard today. I must be tired because I'm not under the influence of anything, I promise. Um, But, like, sorry, I do not want my beans on delivery. (laughs) Speak for yourself. I'm thinking about it. So, Taco Bell wants to sell you a 30-day taco subscription. Taco Bell. um, So, if you pay between $5 to $10 per month for a taco lover's pass, (laughs) It'll give you um, one taco a day for 30 days. The app-based program is currently active until November 24th, according to CNN. So there's like a variety of tacos you can get. So you can get a soft taco. You can get crazy. You can get the spicy potato (laughs) soft taco. You can get the crunchy tacos. And you can even get the Doritos taco. So... Mm. Yeah, like it's just pretty easy to use. It'll be through the app, and apparently they're not the only restaurant doing it. So Panera has like an eight ninety nine monthly program that lets customers get a free hot or iced cup of coffee every day, and then Burger King has a similar coffee subscription, but it's it, they got rid of it. Yeah, and they should have because you only. I'm sorry, I don't not trust people who drink coffee from Burger King. <laughs> what are you doing there in the morning? Now that is that's desperate. <sighs> So I'm not proud of it, but I did get, um, coffee from a Burger King one time. Um, I was really, really fiending to try their vegan French toast sticks, because Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. you didn't know the French toast sticks double check, but they were at the time, the French toast at Burger King was vegan. Mm -hmm. Their apple pies at the time was also, were also vegan, but they don't sell them anymore. Um, which is terrible because I love their pies. But anyway, I was like, yeah, let me just get some of the French toast sticks. But I'm like, I got to get a coffee because it is the morning. and I'm always tired. So I went and got the coffee. And I, of course, they had no oat milk, no almond milk. So I had to drink it black. And when I tell you, soon as I tasted it, I knew for a fact that that, that pot wasn't washed ever. <laughs> It was the dirtiest coffee I ever drank in my life. I was like, I took a few sips and I was like, this is so burnt and grimy. I felt like, I felt like they have never rinsed off a single thing in this entire kitchen. Ooh, that makes me sick. Yeah. So the idea that someone would get a subscription to Burger King is like, you gotta be sick. I wonder how much a a Starbucks coffee subscription would be. Now, that would be expensive. That would be so expensive. Also, speaking of that, I had, I don't know why I'm joking. I'm shit. I said, I
1: had, (laughs) but I had, (laughs) little ass kid, but I had Starbucks coffee recently and I hated it. I really like Starbucks coffee. I ain't gonna
0: lie. It was so nasty to me. But I'm also like I don't get nothing too crazy. I got two things that, or three things I circle through. I get the plain coffee, I get a latte, so and I like the latte with oat milk or soy milk. That's what I got. I got the a latte with uh oat milk. Um, maybe it was the place that made it because I love I can I love me a Starbucks coffee. And then I get to where you gotta try this the cold foam brew. It is so good. It's like kind of like a latte, but it's not as creamy as a latte. Like it's like a little bit more like cold foam at the top. I think you would appreciate the taste. Mm. but it's so good. Shout Satori. She put me on to that. One day I was like, Hey, like I'm coming into work. Um, Do you want a coffee? And she said, yeah, get like this cold brew, hold the sugar. And I was like, let me just get the same thing as her. And you can get the cold. I mean the cold, you can get the cold foam cold, or you can get it like hot. Oh, I'm definitely wanting it cold. I it is better. My, I think it tastes better cold. So good. Hot coffee. Oh, but, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I guess a Taco Bell subscription would be cool, like, if you're, like, in, a, in like, high school or something. Yeah, or, like, a college student. Yeah, like, if you're, like, high school, college age, and you, like, are on my way home from class or something, if I pay $5, 10 I could just get one taco every day. Like, that definitely is appealing. I'm not going to sit here and pretend, like, I don't enjoy Taco <laughs> Bell from time to time, but I just don't get it enough to-, I'm to pissed off because they got my order wrong oh yeah they always get your order like taco bell is to the point where I got to open up every damn little taco. you know they give you like six tacos with one meal the yes. the plus the ones that come with your meal and I got to open up all of them because they always put cheese or sour cream it's always the case
1: yeah because I'm like I'm like is it like I, it makes me feel crazy too because I'm like do y'all not have vegan options or not like I, I'm like, it's known on the internet that you could get stuff vegan, but like. I they be don't be like paying great. attention.
0: That's all I it is. Feel they nuts, just don't pay man. attention.
1: I feel freaking
0: nuts. One time I was like, we, I went over to order so many times and I was like, mom, let's just pull over so I can check. And I opened it up and I saw Cheesy beef. beans. I saw ground beef in there. Oh. I pull over. <laughs> I'm going back in. We're not going through the drive-thru. I'm walking in. This was before COVID. I walked <laughs> oh, I in. I was like, "Fuck this drive through. We, I'm walking in. I want to, I want to look at somebody face to face. But then you My feel face-to-face. stupid because you like, I, yeah, I didn't ask for this, and they be like, oh, okay, and they go back and replace it, and you're like, yeah, thanks. Not at the one I went to. They was a little snarky. They don't be giving a shit. But let I me mean, tell you, <laughs> I went to one in Delaware. At first, I was like, oh, my God. I looked when I was, like, you know, getting my, st- like, drink and giving them the money. I'm like, it's all kids back here. This shit going to be, like, they going to mess it up. <laughs> but I tell you, them kids was on top of everything. They was moving fast. I didn't have to repeat nothing. They got everything correctly. So, shout out to the the fast food stores being operated by kids. Like, every, nobody in there were, was older than 20.
1: Yeah, I feel like people are age and stuff, they be like, why are you vegan, you queer?
0: Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, so yeah, y'all know where to get their little Taco Bell subscription Ow. from, if y'all interested. Um, Bobby Brown, we know him, we love him. He's being played in the Whitney Houston uh, biopic, and guess who is going to be casted as Bobby Brown? Me. Ashton Sanders. Yes, he
1: is. I'm so happy to see him. Um he's a phenomenal actor and he's very cute. He's
0: but beautiful. besides besides that, he's a phenomenal actor. And he's a phenomenal actor. He's beautiful. And he's he I can see him playing Bobby Brown. Yeah, I could definitely see him. I can't wait. I hope he hits some moves. Yeah, me too. Like the thing is, um he looks like he could move, but I've never seen him dance or anything. But I'm like sometimes that's the best part about watching a movie is seeing somebody transform, mm-hmm. you know, but um I hope Bobby Brown is part of the movie uh because like I I think that I think the heat, like I just hate when people do movies about like you know biopics and stuff, and they don't include the people who are living in the story. Like I hated that they didn't include Little Kim's and like Big the Biggie movie. Like yeah, she, like what was it? I really want to know. Like what was that? That about? wasn't right. Like don't don't represent somebody who is alive and well if you're not going to like talk to them. So I hope that they do that. And of course, you always take everybody's side with a grain of salt, right? Because the truth is usually within like all the different stories told. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I want to hear what 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 Bobby Brown has to say. I want to see the portrayal. The Whitney Houston mo- biopic is called I Want to Dance with Somebody.
1: And I want to see I really hope it's not no lifetime beat, but I feel like um, once again, why am I so Joe? I feel like it's going to be good because I feel like
0: Ashton Sanders wouldn't take something that is a mess. Oh, for sure. Like, you don't go from moonlight to just taking any, put your name on anything after you've been... You starred in such a critically acclaimed like film, and also I feel like he is like he seems to be one of those like people really invested in their art. So mm-hmm. I think that like you said, he's not going to put his name on something unless he's like, oh, this is going to be well done. Yeah. So let's let's hope that that's. The case. Um, I'm actually thinking about the name of this biopic. I want to dance with somebody. Because I'm like, why wasn't it like, I will always love you? Or something like that. Maybe but then cause that
1: was her first, like, sing, like that was like when she first came out. Well, I want to dance with somebody? Yeah, like that was like her day. I'm sorry, go ahead. I guess that's when she was like, hey, Like when she was, you know, like, fun. <laughs> when she was like fun and innocent. Like that was before. That's true. So that's maybe true. it's... Be that's why it's called that. before But like, I also
0: am thinking about like I wanna dance with somebody. I feel like you know Whitney Houston, like she was um a bit of an enigma in a sense that like you never really knew what she was feeling or thinking. Like she was funny, she was shady, she was like all these different things, but like everybody kind of got the sense that she was like, you know, withholding. And like, I want to dance with somebody makes me feel like like she wants. Like she wants some support from somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is actually a cool name because I will always love you. Like you said, that, that brings us to the Whitney, the icon that we know. If yep. I wanna dance with somebody, like you said, that's something a little bit more innocent, like new. Um, it makes us think of a different part in her career. So that was actually really cool. I was like, why did why is it that song? I wanna dance with somebody. Speaking of Whitney Houston, um, it's reported that British actress Naomi Aki will play Houston. Um, apparently they said she did like a really great screen test. She doesn't look like Wendy Houston, Whitney Houston right now, but honestly, if you would have told me that, that Angela Bassett was going to play Tina Turner, I would have been like, why? Oh, true.
1: True. Yeah. She turned or,
0: that out. Or Denzel was going to play Michael Max. I would have been like, how come? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: True, true.
0: True. So I'm like, ah, even though I don't think she physically looks like her, like you got to trust the process and give her a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I'm excited. I love, you know, we, we black people, we love biopics. We and I don't we're think her, it, her little lifetime biopic was done right. Like, I just don't. So I'm happy that this is going to be a feature film released by Sony and TriStar Pictures next year, December 23rd, 2022. Mm-hmm. I love me some Whitney Houston. I just was listening to The Greatest Love of All. And I'm like, yo, we were singing that song as, song as kids, but we wasn't listening for real, for real.
1: Yeah, he wasn't. Learning all, to wasn't. love
0: yourself is the greatest love of all. And, right in front of me. and if by chance that special place that you've been dreaming of leads you to a lonely place, find your way in love. I yeah, said, it's good. It's good song. I was in traffic. My eyes was getting so watery. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Elvira. Right? We know her. We love her. If you know Sabria, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Sabria is Elvira to me. I feel that, like that's who you are.
1: That is like, my, like, like,
0: that's a blueprint for me. Like, I, I never knew her real, really real name. D- huh? I never knew her real name it was Cassandra, Cassandra Peter- Peterson. Pe- yeah, I never knew that.
1: Yeah, she's a um, redhead queen
0: wow, I feel like if this woman would have walked up to me and be like, hey, do you know where the closest 7-Eleven was? I'd have been like <laughs> up the street. I wouldn't be like, are you Elvira? Like You know what I mean? She looks good. She just out of character. Looks nothing like Elvira. Yeah,
1: that's so funny. It's really funny. I said it's really funny. Um, but yeah, so she has a memoir coming out. I'm so excited about it. Um, and like a snippet of the memoir, she admitted that she's been in a relationship with a woman for the past 19 years. I know, that's right. Queen. Like, I know she has a daughter. Um, so, uh, like she's been with a man before, but, and also the thing, I love this when people say this. And I've heard somebody, this is like the second time in like a few days I've heard somebody say this, but she said that her partner makes her feel safe. I love that. And that is such a beautiful thing. Um, Oh, I know where I heard it because Jeannie Mai um, said it um, when she was, um, so in the past few days, actually, I heard it because Jeannie Mai said it, um, Does she feel safe. Um, And I'm just like, that's it. That's the ticket. Like, when somebody makes you feel safe, that is just
0: so beautiful, you know? So freaking beautiful to get that from, like, another human. Um, shout out to Jenny Mai, not to like sidetrack side but the reason she was just talking about like so many things change when you are in love because she didn't want to have a child before and now she's mm-hmm. pregnant and just like she's grown and she's changed and you know it's just a beautiful thing but um yeah feeling safe in your relationship is number one and I feel like it needs to be something where you can say for sure like yes I feel safe not like Sometimes or you know, when things are going well, yeah, I feel like you need to feel safe from someone. It's so lovely to hear that people do feel that way. I'm actually reading uh Elvira like it's like a snippet of the memoir. And she was saying that there uh her relationship with uh her partner, uh Teresa T. Wearson uh, started at the Hollywood's gold gym. And she said that mm. she was like working out and she said she noticed this trainer who was like tan and tattooed. And she kept saying like, who is this dark brooding man? Like he is so fine. <laughs> and then she's like, she then realized that her bad boy was really a bad girl. And the two became very, very close. Um, But first it was like platonic. And she said the friendship only became romantic following the end of her 25 year marriage to her... um her singer at the time, to her husband at the time, Mark Pearson. Um, and she was just saying that the, it was a serious connection. And it's it just, that's beautiful, though, that it started out as this friendship.
1: That is beautiful. Um, I'm, like, smiling over here like it's me. But it just, like, gives you just, it makes you excited about, like, you know, it's sad that something's end, but you don't know what's um what's to come.
0: And I didn't right. hear that this week because... I Yeah, I love to hear it because I'm actually on this like kick where I believe that I'm going to get what I deserve, but I feel like people don't. So I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my new favorite thing is when people try to tell me that my expectations are too high. I'm like, we'll see. You know, if you're right. I'll be lonely because I'm not settling. And if I'm right, I'll have everything I want. So we'll see. We'll see who's correct. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's wrong. And this just made me feel like, yeah, what you're asking for is actually quite normal. So just stick stick beside it, you know? Mm-hmm. Stick beside yeah. it. The safety thing was just a big thing because I've never felt
1: safe. But that's another, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another show. That's another show. That is another show. Yeah,
0: I'm still unpacking it. So, it's definitely <laughs> going to be like a sh- another show. Maybe six years from now. <laughs> we um, will yeah, shout out to Elvira. And shout out to Love. Shout um, out to Love. The White House... Oh, I'm sorry. We're moving into the sunken place. Anytime we mention anything about the White House or politics, just know that it's usually negative. Yeah, And today's no different. Um, We're moving into the sunken place. Um, If you're on social media... Um you probably saw those photos of border patrol agents on horses with whips mm-hmm. um whipping like Haitian um migrants mm-hmm. uh it's just it was just like completely horrific to see everything that's going on right now with uh with Haitian uh I'm sorry I'm just reading it. I don't know if they were actually Haitian immigrants or they were Mexican. Haitian.
1: I, it I doesn't watched, really
0: matter, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm i I'm like, watched it on the news. Um, I'm also looking at something that says like Rio, Del Rio, Texas, and Mexico. So it was confusing, but they did look like very apparent, like black people. Mm-hmm. And just to see that in 2021, and I'm just like, okay, this this is horrific. And the White House was like, or Jen. Saki, whoever the new press person is, said that they were horrific. She says, I have seen more of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what the context would, that would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. I don't think anyone seeing the footage would think it's acceptable or appropriate.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So what are you going to do? Like, What's the
1: solution So what are you going to do about it? What's the solution? Because like I saw on the news this one guy was saying and like the interview was asking like what will happen if you go back to Haiti and he was like I, I would like he said his life would be in danger like he would die. So I'm like what like you said what is the United States plan to make these people feel safe? I feel like it's a lot of um, first of all um, I not want to get too deep into it but we know that Joe Biden's um, friend, um, a.k.a. the deporter-in-chief. Um, yep. You know, I'm not sure if they have the... I'm pretty sure they have the same values, you know, which sucks. Um, but these people really need to be... These people really need to be made feel, like, safe. Yeah, but like, I, they do, for sure. And it's like... It goes back to like what happened to like the uh, quote unquote American dream. Like people come here to be safe, feel safe and like, you know, um, make a better life for their family and, you know, XYZ. It's just like what happened to that,
0: you know? I'm just, I, no, I agree with 100% everything you say. Um, but it's just like yet another um example of how like all right it's already bad if you were like being deported or if you are being pushed out of a place to make you feel safe but again that layer of blackness made it more intense because in what way is whipping someone ever a good excuse? Mm-hmm. We sat there and allowed like all them damn white people to to scare the shit out of Nancy Pelosi and like flip over desk and literally kill officers and bring like so much terror within the country and nobody whipped them, but y'all whipping people on horses like you fucking Paul Revere. Like this is crazy to me. And it confirms what we already knew, which is that these liberals, these Democrats are Republicans with a smiley face sticker over their face. Mm-hmm. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just so, you know, it's just like, we really do try not to talk about the government because they are so, so just weak. Like, there's such weak leadership. Mm-hmm. It's so sad to even see, but it's sad because it's just like all these people are being impacted And like Haiti has just seen so much shit. Like so many people have taken from Haiti, but nobody wants to give back. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it is just so, this is the tip of the iceberg to really get into this and to break it down. will be a whole, again, another two, three shows, but I just... I'm just so disappointed and I'm ready for somebody. Stop saying it's horrific. What are you going to do to those people Definitely. who have done this? What are you? What lessons are you going to show them? If there were people who look just like you, I'm not just talking about white people, but if it was somebody from your neighborhood and they were getting whipped by people on the horses, if it was your family members would just saying it's horrific do with there just being like, oh, you know, we don't know the context. Would that do? No, it wouldn't. So it shouldn't do for these people. Nope. In other words, this administration needs to go to hell. <laughs> Period. And that's that on that. Um, common sense. Um, this week it's like kind of a, a funny subject. This is like really relevant, weighing heavily on our heart. Um, one of our friends recently shared today on Twitter that in the same day that they got amazing. An amazing job opportunity. They were robbed, you know. They were robbed. And uh their car was taken. And I'm not gonna like, you know, give all the details because if you follow this person on Twitter, you'll know. But I got a call really, really, you know, early this morning from that friend sharing to me what happened, and that, you know, of course, it was they're black, and it was done by two other people of the same race. And it just is one of those things where you like, yo, I'm a black person. I navigate through these systems every day. I navigate through having to work with white people, having to climb the ladder, have to deal with oppression. Some of us navigate through literally coming out of the hood. And literally, like, the same, the same, me and all my classmates, some of us might have had homes that were a little bit more stable, but we all were navigating through the same shitty textbooks, the same violence, the same drugs, the same everything in our community. But it's, like, the reward for trying your best sometimes is, like, if you don't get kicked down by white people, you're getting kicked down by another black person in your community yeah. who has let the system beat them. And that's you know what I mean.
1: Some, I'm sorry. Um, that's why some people are scared to succeed as well. Or like if they succeed, they don't want to stay where they're, you know, grew up with. I mean, grew, they don't want to stay where they grew up because it's um, dangerous. So, um, you
0: know what I was saying when we got our Fenty sponsorship, I like, i don't know if I can post that on Instagram because like people will come for my grandmama if they think I have money. Like yeah. that's, a, that's really what I was thinking and I'm not being dramatic. I'm like, you don't know these people. It's like, you can't help. You can't. It's just, it's hard. It's really, really hard because people want you to feel guilty and we're going to get into this uh, because we be feeling guilty sometimes too, mm-hmm. but it's like, you recognize that there are these systems in place that create issues within our community. Like you mm-hmm. recognize that there are systems system in place that causes like toxic masculinity, which then almost makes it damn near impossible for certain black people to get out of it. Like I was, when I was in education, they were saying certain test results and like second graders can tell who's more likely to get arrested versus who's not. We know mm-hmm. that they're investing more into prisons than they are into school. Mm-hmm. We know that like when, Black women um, face domestic violence, that we, you know, we are less likely to be taken serious, less likely for anything to be done. We know that Black trans women are being killed at a higher rate. Like, we know that there are these issues that impact us, like, as individuals. And then when you see people in your community walking around and they, they are, I'm just going to go say it, they seem damaged, you almost understand, like, damn, you know, the system really beat them down like the system really fucked them up the system made them feel like the only way I can get anything is to rob cheat steal and lie because what happens and even sometimes when like I'm honest and when I do good I don't get no reward for it like I always feel like sometimes like the working man is a fool because it's like if you have a hard time financially but you don't have no kids and you have Okay, income. Damn, what your bills look like. If you have income over, you know, four dollars a month, then it's like, oh no, 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 you don't qualify for anything. You don't get so put you in a position where you like, well, damn, like, what's the drug industry looking like? Like, is it good? Like, because no, I'm true. like, nobody's looking out for me.
1: And also, um, God, what the fuck was I about to say? Um, the the thing is. You don't take from your neighbor. Like that's the right. thing. Like, if you want to do all that stuff like that, hit the big corporations, the people who can bounce back from that. Like, you know, like you don't hit like you get no nobody wins when you do that, um, when you take from your neighbor. Like nobody wins.
0: Dead ass, dead as. And our whole nothing to gain. Really? The whole um the whole po- common sense this segment is about how, when and how to hold people who look like you accountable mm-hmm. because we all can see it like there'll be sometimes where like a Bill Cosby situation going they're like well that's a black man it's like whoa no, this is going to be a time where somebody being black has nothing to do with it. Exactly. I'm not going to take your side for everything just because you're black. And more importantly, when Bill Cosby and people like R. Kelly and other predators like that, when they harm black women, it's like nobody has anything to say. So now you're being forced to be like, oh, you know, what which identity is most important to mm-hmm. me? And like, I'm just, no, we're, we're just not doing that. Same thing when like there's a black man who's, Openly, you know, homophobic, and the ideas that we're supposed to come to their rescue. But it's like, well, what if you're black and gay? Then what? Then what? You know, why do my identities have to conflict? What sometimes wrong is wrong. That's just it. It don't That's the bottom black ass line. That's the bottom black ass line. Wrong is wrong. And I'm not going, I might give you, um, I might understand why you did what you did because of like, maybe your social identity puts you in a place where you didn't have access to information. So you're ignorant, but at the, but when it, when it, so I'll forgive you if you doing some shit, like maybe hurting somebody's feelings. Right. But when it comes to causing someone harm you stealing from somebody that works hard you taking um some something from somebody you hurt you're harming someone you're being black it's not gonna fucking cut it don't nobody care no more
1: also there's no growth in coddling at yes, all yes
0: yes that's that, so fucking true
1: it's no growth in that um so it's time to like you know hold certain people accountable and i mean that's just like in saying this, like, I know we're not saying it because, for instance, we are pretty much against the, pr- the prison system because it doesn't rehabilitate people. So it's not like that's not the solution. Like, you lock them up or whatever. There just needs to be, um, I feel like more like vocally, there needs to be more accountability. I feel like it's also easier for people who, for instance, um, they if you grew up in, so I see a lot of people who like might black people or non-black people of color who grew up in the suburbs and they don't really know the life of, you know, if you grew up in a city or somewhere that's considered like, you know, ghetto or like, you know, or whatever, they don't really know how that affects you like day to day and stuff like that. So they may say certain things and they're like, um, in their discourse, or like in articles, or saying stuff like that, like that is very like, oh, we need to hold each like hold like hold each other, like hug each like some shit like that. And it's like you don't know, like it's really people out here trying to toot so I can't kill me, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, and that's
1: not going to work. Like it's not going work. <laughs> like it's just it has to be there has to be a conversation, like and a tough one. Like there has to be a conversation, um. And there has to be accountability. Like, you know, how people, you, you know, um, you raise your kids, like not saying that, you know, um, you have to be raised in a two parent home or whatever, but like, what do you think is going to come of you know somebody who you know might not have the the funds to raise a child and they're frustrated they're frustrated they don't even want this child for real for real and they're like constantly cursing at them like on the bus and stuff like that and calling them all types of names like what do you think is going to happen to that child when they get older like you know it just has to be I feel like a bigger conversation there has to be um more like I mean you can't stop people from you know having kids and stuff like that but I just feel like there needs to be more things done more resources um also like again we just drag the government they need to do something and like come into these because like for real not to like scare anybody or whatever but like Philly is like kind of like a war zone right now um it uh and I feel like a lot of people don't know that so I feel like there needs to be something like on a bigger scale like somebody needs to intervene like you know because they can't just be us like the community because these people like if you have if you would steal from me and like
0: try to harm me in ways, why the fuck would you want to listen to me speak like, you know, hello. And for some people, like, OK, so we talk about like the issues and the foundation of those issues. Like you were saying, why would these people just want to um start listening to you, especially when I think for a lot of people, their mentality was nobody has helped me. Nobody is taken care of me when I need it. Like people really are, like working in education has opened my eyes to The fact that I used to just think people was getting, like, beat, you know what I mean? Now people pretty much, it's a lot of kids out here being left for dead. They're -hmm. not being raised. They're not being raised at all. It's, like, literally just being abandoned. And uh, some adults are taking advantage of them. Mm -hmm. Some people um, are really, really just talking down to them. Mm -hmm. And to survive, people got to harden up. It's literally harden up or die. Mm-hmm. So now, people become not even human in the sense that it's like every, nobody cares for me, and it's just this inability to be, to to believe that anyone cares about them, or that that if if they want something, the only way to get it is isn't to to thieve. So for me, it's like it's not enough to be like stop stealing. The UK, they always said that my, my last job, like don't get mad when the last domino fall. Like mm-hmm. you need to go all the way back to the beginning, but what caused the domino reaction? Like what was it? It was the school system. It was the crack epidemic. It was, you know, lack of uh, resources for, it was poverty. It was uh, no mental health support. It's all these things in the community that are birthing absolute terminators, mm-hmm. human terminators, walking around our neighborhoods, people who are just so cold. It's like, it's, it, it, one year of 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 talking to somebody it's not going to be enough for 20 30 40 50 years of no love you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's just like yeah that that's very real like i when i when i think about those issues i understand why people still i understand why people loot i understand why people murder i understand why people have no sense of this i'm violating someone else uh, out of response of me being violated. Like, it's no foundation. It's like people are just out here with no values or anything like that. And, you know, I'm not saying that people can't be rehabilitated because it happens all the day, mm-hmm. all the time. But it usually takes somebody... To ground them, somebody that they value, and it takes a lot of time. Sometimes that could be jail. Sometimes that could be religion. Sometimes that could be a motherly figure. Sometimes it could be school. But most importantly, like it's it's chance. Like you just throw people life and future and goodness in the air. And I just feel like you know it's always been conflicted for me because you know I you too Sabria like we grow up in these neighborhoods, but our parents are like real hard on us, and it's just like yeah, but. These kids were hurting me, you know, because they were hurt. So it's like, all right, now I gotta take not being treated well, being talked about, wanting to, people wanting to fight me simply because I have like I don't know, like a bed and like dinner and stuff like that. So now people people are resentful and they want to fight you. Like I wasn't liked. In elementary school and middle school, they did not like me and I did everything to make myself likable. I can remember just being so confused. Like, why are these people so mean? Like, how is it that you can be nice to somebody and they still don't want to be nice to you, babe? Mm -hmm. You know, and I learned that at a young age, which was like, I mean, of course... It's come in handy to understand that part of human nature, but kids just shouldn't be learning all that. And then, you know, we, we work hard. We don't, you know, we're navigating these same systems. We're fighting to fix the things that haven't even affected us personally, but because we understand it's an injustice to our people who look like us and a, you know, threat to justice for one person, like, or injustice of one person is a threat to, you know, justice for everyone. But it's like the thank you that you get sometimes is that you rob on your way home and people be acting like you know and there's no disrespect because you allowed to process whatever you want but i just be disagreeing like when shit happened and they but like, it's okay like i understand like why it happened understanding why it happened versus it being okay are to- two totally different things. I'm bust my humps. Like, I bust my humps as a black woman and I feel like I never get rewarded for that. I feel like to be a black woman that works hard, you get you get deemed more difficult when you're dating. You don't necessarily have the support that you need sometimes in work. You often walk into the room and you're the only one that looks like you. Then you mm-hmm. go to your community, you got to be afraid of getting your head blown off if you look too nice. Or, you, you know, and then it's a crime habit to you. Nobody takes you serious because you're black woman. Mm-hmm. It gets to a point where it's like, all right, cool. You have to fix yourself. I understand what happened to you when you were growing up. I understand the trauma you faced, but I have trauma too i have trauma too and i'm i can't make it nobody else's fault i can't bleed on people who didn't cut me you everyone has to fix themselves unfortunately and it doesn't matter what you've gone through it just mm-hmm. doesn't it's matter at a certain
1: point you got to just grow the fuck up because it doesn't, doesn't matter because once you start hurting once you start hurting other people like
0: it just you got to you come on now it's, and and I think that people need to have a zero tolerance policy for hurting or causing harm to other people. My the way I see it, I don't care how bad my life gets, I'm not taking from nobody else. I'm not stealing from nobody else because I've made that a standard, like cause I wouldn't want nobody to do it to me. It's like that one golden rule we all learn. And of course, people, um, black people are not the only ones. Doing that, but I'm, this is about the the confliction we feel when we understand the harm that you know racism causes, but then the harm is even impacting us as a community. Mm-hmm. The only way to stop it is to stop it. That's how I feel. You mm-hmm. have to stop, and you have we have to fix ourselves, and we have to at some point stop saying like, oh, you know, well he was this or they was that. You have to hold people accountable, cause the way I see it, if you love people, you want them to do better. But if you if you don't love people, and if you don't think they'll do better, you'll keep that bar real low and say, oh no, this person can't help it to rob and steal. Yes, the fuck they can't help it. They just need to be taught better and held accountable, and not not just thrown in jail to sit there and become mentally like more disconnected, but truly counseled rehabilitate it and like, just, you know, talk to like if the amount is so sad to think about the amount of people who go through life with no love touching them.
1: Mhm, it is.
0: But they just go through life with no love touching them, and of course they become these like cold again terminators. So it's like I feel like my responsibility is to keep talking about it, regardless of if it's impacting me. I'll never forget poverty. That's one thing for sure. I'll never forget it. For as long as I wherever I move in life, I'm always be looking back over my shoulder like, but is that like what are we doing? Because I, I see firsthand how how hard it is and how it's just truly a crime against humanity to allow people to live like this. But at the same time, I do believe in taking on the day and finding some control in life and saying, I don't care where I'm at today. That has nothing to do with where I'm at tomorrow. And if somebody counted me out, that's on them. Hmm. Like, hate to be pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, but realistically speaking, what else is supposed to happen?
1: Exactly. Because once you start harming people, it's enough, is enough. Like, it's just, it has to be. And we just can't keep on feeling like, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Because
0: that, oh, well, next thing somebody could be dead, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's not about, like, well, what about black on black crime? That's not what this conversation is about. Yeah, because it definitely doesn't exist. Like, we don't, we're not talking about all we
1: know is our experience. So, we can't speak for what other people do, and we already know it's common knowledge that white people kill each other every day. There's literally a channel for it, but that is not what we are discussing. We can't I mean we can
0: talk about it, but that's not our experience. No, that's not that's not the experience. My thing is just the the confliction. Just being felt like that is to me undeniable that I feel conflicted when I am talking about like you know all these things in our community and then you know you have something happen and you feel like you can't be upset about it because of the what black people have gone through it's like Mm -hmm. um yeah I can be upset about it I really can be upset about it and I can't hold these people accountable um and my friend is a saint so they they did understand the intent and the you know how people can get so desperate that they become robbers and bless bless his soul um but I'm angry for him I'm angry because I'm thinking about like you know if some you know my friend got really fantastic news yesterday and I was just like whoa that could have been gone like because you know guns and shit get involved that's it's not a joke it's not a game and you don't get to traumatize somebody else just because you you you've been traumatized this is not okay it's not right and i think that and to some extent, respectability politics need to be brought back and we need to kind of bring like a higher standard and and not say that like, oh, you know, this person had to steal. No, you didn't. People are hiring left and right. If you want a job, go fuck, get one. A lot of these people can get one. And I'm tired. Or like scam. If you like, again, Scam the big dogs. Like
1: you really want to do something like that? Hit exactly, the exactly. Of-
0: like you know, do something like that. I but to say about But this. I just get annoyed about like getting up, going to work every day, and there is undeniably like this is absolutely outside of the race lines. This part of the conversation, there are some people who really don't want to get up and go get it. They don't want to participate. They don't want to participate. And I I don't want to either, but it's like, who do you expect to take care of you? Not to be a Republican or anything, (laughs) but again, this is across race lines because we had a conversation this weekend about a white woman doing it. It's just like, what, what, what possesses you to think that somebody up in this world is going to just take care of you? Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I'm going to answer. Who, who are you? You know? <laughs> so it's just like, it's it's just crazy to me. But um, yeah, definitely some conflicting feelings. This is our show. Once again, we started Black Girl Brunch as a space, to be honest. And that's what's heavily on the mind right now. Because we've been victims of this for how long? Like, we go to school, get picked on by other black kids, go out into the world, get sh- shitted on by white people. So it's just like, well, where is... Where is... My place, why can't I enjoy things? (laughs) Everyone makes it like I'm so lucky sometimes, but it's like, but well, sometimes I don't really feel lucky because I don't feel the love anywhere and I don't feel the acceptance anywhere. Yeah, help that food for thought. There's some food for thought, so yeah, guys. Um, that's it. Um, final question off topic do black people have toaster ovens me and Sabria were getting into this conversation earlier I said mm-hmm. that I never knew no black people to have a toaster oven black and Sabria said I had one it's very normal for black people to have toaster ovens so black people let us know hit us yeah. up on you know the socials you can find us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. you can find us on Twitter at blkgirlbrunch Um, you can hit us up remember any advertisements toast for assists common census topics questions, letters send that all to the email at at blackgirlbrunchatgmail.com you can find me on Instagram at imamate. you can find me on Twitter at itsmate and sabria at frankenfilm underscore on Twitter and itsfrankenfim on Instagram
1: well that's it that's the show we'll catch you guys next week bye peace